It's time for the Thursday Night Cyclone Fanatic Radio Show here on 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. The Cyclone Fanatic Radio Show is presented by Mechdyne. Headquartered in Marshalltown and founded by Iowa State grads, Mechdyne is a collection of technology companies that remove obstacles to insight and understanding. Now, here is your host, Jared Stansberry. Welcome into the Cyclone Fanatic Radio Show presented by Mechdyne here on Des Moines Sports Station 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. I'm Jared Stansberry, your host here on the program. If you want to find out more about our friends at Mechdyne, check them out online at mechdyne.com. Maybe if you're looking to get into a new field or anything like that, maybe you're in engineering and you want to go and work with some cyclones and Mechdyne would be the fantastic place to do it. Uh, check them out online, mechdyne.com and learn more about their operation up in Marshalltown. Uh, someone who is not an engineer, but is uh, an engineer of, of great words, a, a wordsmith is a cyclone fanatic, senior writer, the grizzled veteran himself. It's Mr. Rob Gray. How are you doing today, my friend? I'm doing well. Thank you for the, the kind intro. I'm engineer of words. I like that. I like that. For sure, man. Uh, you're, you're one of the, one of the best in the business. You know that, uh, I've told you that many times, but, um, start tonight's show off. We're going to talk a little <laughs> bit of Iowa state basketball, maybe touch on uh, the Iowa state women who got a win over Kansas last night. We'll talk a couple uh, football topics as well yep. and just, uh, see where, uh, see where we go here over the next, uh, 59 minutes or so, as we take you up to the top of the hour and seven o'clock here on 1460 KX and 106.3 FM. But Rob, I, we have to start with Iowa state basketball and, you know, I thought that Saturday's game or not Saturday's game, Tuesday afternoon's game against Oklahoma state was the first time all season where I just really felt like they were completely outmanned. You know, I think that Oklahoma state and you have to give Oklahoma state some credit here where what they are really good at with their ball screen offense and, and the guys that they have that can break you down off the dribble. That's where the Cyclones really struggle the most, especially, you know, with the def- defensively. Yeah. But then you look ahead to Saturday's game against Oklahoma at Hilton Coliseum, a five a five o'clock tip. Uh, you know, obviously played tough with the Sooners a couple weeks ago uh, down in Norman. You know, Oklahoma has been has gone from being one of the hottest teams in the country to kind of you know going back and forth a little bit. I think uh, over this last stretch, but. Um, I just, my concern with this Iowa state team is you just don't know what you're going to get from game to game from this group. You know, you don't know if the effort is necessarily going to be there at the level that it needs to be like it was, um, you know, we, and we saw that in two games that were within two days of each other last week when they played against Kansas, I thought they looked tired on Tuesday against Oklahoma state. Um, so like, I just, I'm not, I just don't know what to expect from them any game that they're going into at this point. Yeah, that was the uh, best indicator that I've seen. You know, Kansas, they go on the road, just we're never there. We're never in it. Uh, slow to slow to react on defense. Uh, really bad shot, shot selection, really horrible taking care of the basketball. And you lose by 33. Then you come back, and yes, you were aided a little bit by Kansas not being able to, 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 to throw it in the ocean in the first half. But uh, you played much better defense. I mean, you could see the guys were really engaged, moving their feet, uh, active hands and all that stuff. And, and, and you've got a chance, except you also can't hit shots at all. And uh, eventually that wears you down and they beat you by what, 14. Uh, yeah, that was a great encapsulation in 48 hours with this team where you just don't know what you're going to get. The good thing 
is I'll say what you, you noted about effort. I mean, at least they've got that. And then that's sad when that's all you're kind of pinning your deal on that, that guys haven't just, uh, you know, just, uh, you know, walk down the street whistling and, and, and wash their hands of things. But I mean, they are, they are, I think engaged, generally speaking, game to game, uh, even against Oklahoma state, as you said, and I think you aptly described it. I mean, with their size and their athleticism and the, that ball screen offense, yeah, they just, no, all it took was one weak link here and there. And, 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 uh, Oklahoma state exposed that again and again and again, especially with Kate Cunningham back in the mix. So, um, yeah, I don't know why, but Oklahoma seems like a pretty good matchup for them. And, and as long as they can keep, you know, Reeves from going off and, and Manic from, from hitting a ton of threes inside and going inside outside on them. And, uh, I think they got a good shot to at least compete again, but I don't have any confidence that they can go out and, uh, and win a basketball game at this point because they've, they've not, uh, they've not shown that they can do that. Absolutely, man. And I think the reason that, you know, maybe in Oklahoma and I think even Kansas, you know, not that that first game, notwithstanding, or a West Virginia, like this is why they've been, you know, really able to compete with those teams is they don't have that guy who's just like elite at taking you off the dribble, you know, yeah. like that Kansas team. I think if they had a point guard, it might be a lot different for them right now, but they don't, mm-hmm. you know, yep. and that's really the thing that I think has really has held them back for a lot of the year. Um, but I just, I just, I, I just don't know, man, because, and I, I'd be interested to know what you think. I wrote this after the game against Kansas. It seems like anytime that they come out and do something well, you know, like they'll do something poorly in one game and they'll do, they'll do something well in that same game. Well, and then it's like, they spend so much time working on that thing that they did poorly that then the other thing that they did well they do poorly the next game. And so it's like, you can never take steps forward of like complete progress. You know, you make progress in one area, but then you, you fall back in another. And it's always like, it's one step forward and a step back. And and that's what I, it's like, it's it's frustrating, you know, because you just sit there and you're like, man, like if you guys could just like clean up a couple of these things, you'd be in pretty good shape. The rebounding is one of those things where like they got their butts kicked on the boards by TCU. I thought they were better with that um, in that second game against Kansas, but you turn them all over 24 times. Like you just can't, they can't ever seem to get out of their own way, I guess is one is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. There are those seasons where um, nothing seems to go right. And you felt like early in the season, the team was kind of underachieving, but then again, as, as Chrome had noted, the guys hardly had any time to practice together. We had this guy hurt, this guy sick, this guy hurt, this guy sick. They were struggling to get five on five at all. And then they, they head into the season. They don't get the preseason. I mean, this is, we've all been over this, you know, from CW and Bloom on their podcast, but the, the, the season seems sort of doomed from the start in retrospect. And, and I think that's what we're seeing in a microcosm in each 40 minutes. I mean, like you said, there are times where they're, they're competing really hard on the board. You're watching Roger Bolton out uh, muscle, a guy six, eight for a, for, for a rebound. You're watching, uh, you know, Solomon young getting some boards. I mean, one, again, it's, it's, 
a bright spot amid a, a really uh, dark screen. But uh, George Condit getting six boards and three blocks in the last game is, is a huge positive for this program, given that's kind of was his MO, and we haven't seen much of that this year. Um, you saw him more active and all that, but you're right. I mean, you know, some games they take care of the basketball pretty well. Next game, they can't, I mean, just not even force turnovers. Half of them are unforced turnovers for 20, 23, 24. Like you said, generally a very efficient team shooting the basketball. Uh, and then when they do other things, well, like you said, that's when they can't hit at all. Uh, layups, three pointers, whatever. It's just, it's, I, I look, I can't imagine being a, one of the players around the coaching staff. It's frustrating. I know for fans and, and uh, maybe beyond frustrating, maddening, but imagine being those guys, you know, when they have games like the West Virginia games where they're right there, they have games like TCU, they're leading most of the game and they just collapse. And, and I don't think you can pin it on one thing. It's always at least a couple things coming together at the worst possible time. And well, we're going to lose then. I mean, was this team going to be a team that's going to going to compete for you know upper division in the Big Twelve? No, but it certainly is a team that was capable of being at three to four wins right now instead of zero. Yeah, and I'm and I don't know how much you've really gotten a chance to talk about this, but I mean, in your mind, how much slack should be cut for like how much slack should we cut the the staff? specifically coach prom um, for all of the difficulties of this year, because that's something that has been, you know, that I don't know. And I mean, I'm probably one of the people that's been more on the negative side. You know, you've read everything that I've written and I, I don't know that I've really written anything that I would describe as positive um, in several weeks, you know? And I mean, yeah. shoot, it could be several months at this point, but um, I, I just have have a hard time being like, yeah, we're going to cut him some slack for this thing because of the fact that you finished ninth in the league last year, you finished 10th in the league two mm-hmm. years before that. Like so many of these issues are not new, you know, like they might be amplified because you don't, didn't have a lot of those, a lot of that preparation that you needed before the season. But at the same time, it's like, these are still the same problems that have been, that have existed for the program for several seasons. Yeah, I think I, I think in retrospect, we should have seen this coming. Um, It's, I mean, we can talk about bad luck and we talk about this and that, but I mean, there's there's a consistent pattern here of being, you know, in terms of results. Uh, extremely bad. (laughs) Underwhelming. Underwhelming. Yeah. and, And it's just never happened to this extent. I mean, you know, you could, we could talk about look some great recruiting in the terms of Taylor Horton Tucker. Who would have thought one and done? Tyrese probably thought he was a four-year player. You know, other guys that you know flamed out or just didn't work out. I mean, and then you get to this year, and and you can tell that you need all those pieces to work together perfectly. I mean, look, you got a transfer from Troy. Uh, you got a, a grad transfer from DePaul, Jalen Cullen, and Lance. So I think it, he's given he's given you his best effort every game. Mm-hmm. I think he really has when he's been out there. Um, you know, sweet 
sweet three-point shooting. Uh, can occasionally get off his own shot on the dribble. I, I don't think that's his strength. Um, and, and, and there, look, there are guys on this team who I think are really, really, really giving it their all. I mean, I think Rasheer Bolton falls in that category. Um, they're just games where he's got to handle the ball so much. He's got to try to, their spacing is so bad. He's got to try to get, you know, a, a pass off and, and, and it's a bad turnover, you know, I mean, but, but I, I think he's been clutch at times. I think everybody's had their moments, but this team, again, all those pieces needed to work together perfectly. And from the beginning, that was clear. That wasn't going to happen because of the bad luck and all that. And no, I, I don't think you can cut anybody any slack. I mean, everyone's a big boy in this, in this deal. And, um, and all that we, 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 I, I hate speculating about people when it comes to livelihoods and all that, but it's clear that, that whatever's going on right now, isn't working remotely working. And um, I know there are conversations and, and all that. I mean, it, it, it breaks my heart, but at the same time, these, these it's a stark reality. I mean, you, you can't go 0 and 12 in the league. And like you said, have the track record of not competing last season and, and three of the last four seasons, really. I mean, it's, it's, it's a tough deal, man. I mean, like, like CW and Bloom talk, you know, they, they want nothing better than they want nothing more than Iowa state to be really good. And, and unfortunately, they're the antithesis of that right now. Yeah. And I think that, you know, I was actually looking at this the other day. Um, if you want to look at like what the major failure is, I mean, it, when we look back at this, it's going to be in high school recruiting. I think that he's, that they've signed, I want to say it's 18 high school players uh, since Steve Prohm has, has been in Ames. Um, you can remove Xavier Foster from that because it's too early to make a, any sort of a judgment, I think, on him, just obviously because of the injuries and stuff like that. Like you can't – we have no idea what – how to gauge that situation. Um, but I think when I counted it up, I said that there was five, maybe six guys, and Jaden Walker was the sixth, um, that I felt like are guys that you can sit there and be like, this dude – was a high quality, high major player, you know, just the sheer number of guys that have fizzled out in the program. You can't, you can't sustain success with that, you know, and they've had enough issues with the transfer recruiting to where those guys have not worked out that then yeah. you just end up in some really tough spots, man. I mean, when you look at this roster and like, I think he signed, seven guys in his first two recruiting classes and Solomon young is the only one who played out his eligibility, you know, mm -hmm. uh, when you, you know, you sign the class that had Lindell and Terrence Lewis and Darius McNeil, Darius McNeil never makes it to campus. Terrence, obviously it didn't work out there. Uh, you had the class with Cameron Lard that, that, that didn't really get you a whole lot. Yeah. Um, and then even the, you know, the, the class with Taylor and, and Tyrese, those two leave after two years. It's like, you obviously include them in the positives. You include a Lindell in the positives, but, um, you know, Zion Griffin transferred and George Condit is not really, you know, I mean, he's a guy who can help you win, but he's not a major impact player, you know? Yeah. And like, that's where the miss is going to be is it's going to be their inability to find guys who are developmental, uh, high level impact players that you can build around, I guess. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's, that's, I mean, a sad reality. I, I think, 
suspend some judgment, obviously, on this freshman class, which is obviously fairly highly thought of. And we saw glimpses of what some of those guys can do from your Blackwells to et cetera, beyond um, – like, I don't know what the answer is. Nobody likes to – I mean, most – I guess some fans do, but nobody likes to think about, you know, wholesale changes and this and that because you, you get to know people and, and, you, and you, you wish them the best, you hope for the best. But at this point – so little is working. It's, uh, I'm, I mean, it, it's, it's, uh, it's just a bummer, man. It's just a bummer. Absolutely, dude. Bummer is probably the best way to put it. I think in that, I mean, I think they can win that game against TCU in what would be the regular season finale as it stands right now. But I mean, I just have a hard time feeling confident that they could win either of these next two games. Especially, yeah, I mean, right. even like Baylor hasn't played in like four weeks, and I still don't yeah. think they can beat them. I mean, I get that's that's where we're at right now. Yeah, well, Baylor's so good, right? I mean, they, they they competed hard. I mean, they had a real shot against Baylor up until the last what five six minutes of that game, um, which is impressive. I mean, these guys have scrapped. I mean, and, and again, hey, they're competitors. That's what they should do, right? But at the same time when you can't win no matter what, and you've had shots and you just can't either hit the shot or you can't stop an avalanche going the other way down the stretch against West Virginia twice, <laughs> arguably you're right in a bail again, TCU got a good shot. I don't know what happened against K-State and there are the games where you just didn't compete like tech 28 point loss, et cetera. But they've really had a chance to, to, to go and do some things and, and they've given themselves that chance. And you can tell, I think, that they've kept it together as teammates, generally speaking, which I think is, is uh, some people will argue, Oh, well, gosh, I mean, that's what you're supposed to do, right? You're a competitor. You compete, man, that's hard to do. I mean, you, I mean, you played much higher level basketball than me, but I mean, even just as me, when I was playing high level pickup ball and you had a kind of a group that you generally played with when you were just getting killed, I mean, stuff starts going by the wayside a little bit. And then that's not happened with these guys. And, and at least at times they're fun to watch because of that. And, and I can't imagine what they're going through, but uh, you know, for them, I sure hope they can, they can put it all together. One game, maybe just get a couple of wins here, a couple of wins. Nobody expects just so they can have something to feel good about going out. Because at this point um, there's <laughs> when you, when you can't win and that's what, that's what you're obviously measured by there. There's nothing to feel good about. And uh, I think these guys deserve at least a, a, a couple shots of that uh, going down the stretch here. I tell you what, man, I got plenty of experiences with what it's like to get your butt kicked <laughs> during my, during my one year of basketball. I, that if, if there's anything that I learned from that, I, it's certainly uh, how difficult it is to keep a team cohesive uh, in those moments. Cause I don't, that team was far from far from cohesive in our, uh, in our run through the, the Iowa conference, but, um, all right, man, let's talk, uh, let's talk some Iowa state women's basketball, and then let's flip over to football a little bit. When we come back here on the cyclone fanatic radio show presented by Mechdyne on Des Moines sports station, 1460 KXNO 106.3 FM. Hey guys, it's Williams here from cyclone fanatic on behalf of my friends at Nebraska furniture, Mart and Clyde. They've been a part of the cyclone fanatic radio show here Thursday nights on K. 
KXNO for a really long time. We're, we're talking like half a decade now. They're great supporters of what we do, and in return, we like to do the same to them. That's why anytime I need any electronics, anything like that, I call my friend Tim Mullen at Nebraska Furniture Mart Clive. Not only do I get the best service in town, but they're Cyclone Fanatic supporters, big time. Give our friends at Nebraska Furniture Mart and Clive a call today and tell them Cyclone Fanatic sent you. Look no further for your next vehicle than the number one dealer for all brands, Carl Chevrolet. All month long, save as much as up to 21% off on a variety of new Chevrolets. Or qualified buyers can receive 0% for 84 months on select new 2020 Chevrolet models when financed through GM Financial. And don't forget about the great zero-down sign-and-drive lease offers on select new Chevys. Find new roads and experience why more Iowans choose to drive a Chevy from Carl Chevrolet. Or find details and pricing online at carlchevrolet.com. Plus, follow us on Facebook to keep up with all the great things we have going on this month. Proven to be worth the trip from anywhere for over 40 years. Carl Chevrolet, I-35, exit 90, in Ankeny, at The Rock. Your dealer for life, Carl Chevrolet. Hey guys, it's Chris Williams. I take a lot of pride in how my lawn looks. I have. I grew up in a family where my dad owned a lawn care service. I, it's just in my blood. That's why I trust my friends at A-plus Lawn and Landscape each and every year. I've been a customer of theirs for probably eight to nine years, something like that. I let them handle the chemicals. And I also know how important fall aeration with overseeding can be for your lawn. AplusLawn.com. You can call them at 515-368-8603. Let them do the hard stuff. You can still mow, do all that fun stuff. Of course, they'll do it for you if you want. But I let them do the difficult stuff. AplusLawn.com. Tell them that Chris Williams and Cyclone Fanatic sent you. Got to get that aeration done, guys. Time's running out. Gershman Mortgage, the Midwest's premier mortgage lender, is proud to be a part of the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. Whether you're looking to purchase a new home, a vacation home, if you're going to upgrade or remodel that existing home, you can even refinance your current mortgage. Gershman Mortgage is here to help. With over 60 years in the mortgage industry, we have security, experience, and unmatched service. Visit our Ankeny office. Call 515-964-5952. Visit Gershman.com to get pre-approved today. Gershman Mortgage, NMS. LS number 138063, 1200 Southwest State Street, Suite E, Ankeny, Iowa, 50023, Equal Housing Lender. This year has brought challenges unlike any other, but if there's one thing we can count on, it's that Cyclones come together in times of need. Through the Forever True for Iowa State campaign, an initiative by the Iowa State University Foundation, Cyclones everywhere are helping to reach the unprecedented $1.5 billion goal. More than 89,000 donors have participated, including 30,000 first-time donors. The gifts thus far total more than $1.35 billion. The campaign has achieved an amazing amount of success thanks to gifts of every size. Learn more at forevertrueisu.com. The Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network is now fueled by the Mississippi River Distilling Company. It is located in Eclair, Iowa and owned by Cyclones. In fact, one of them even used to be Cy. People ask us all the time, how can they help out at Cyclone Fanatic? Well, Here's a way. You can pick up a delicious bottle of Cody Road bourbon or the very popular Iowish cream liqueur. Cycle Fanatic is proud to be fueled by Cody Road. So cheers to our friends at the Mississippi River Distilling Company and go Cyclones. 
Cyclone Fanatics, the job world is a competitive place, and at all times you need to dress for success. This is exactly why you should stop into Mr. B Clothing down at 1995 Northwest 86th Street in Clive and see my buddy Tim Sitzman. Now, Mr. B Clothing is a longtime supporter of CycloneFanatic.com, but is also unmatched when it comes to the men's clothing game in Des Moines. The Mr. B staff is friendly, fun, they're very knowledgeable, and trust me, these guys will get you looking good for that next job interview, wedding, or just your everyday wardrobe. When you stop into Mr. B Clothing, be sure to tell them thank you for supporting CycloneFanatic.com. It's not whether you win or lose. It's whether you serve pork at your tailgating party. Hi, I'm Dave Struthers, and I'm here to remind you that Iowa pig farmers like me work hard year-round so you have safe, wholesome pork for the football season. Whether it's pulled pork sandwiches, ribs, or chops, nothing says tailgating better than pork. This message brought to you by Iowa Pork Producers through the Pork Checkoff. Make your tailgating delicious. Learn more at iowapork.org. Hey guys, it's Williams here for the Iowa Clinic and the Iowa Clinic Men's Center. This is not just a standard like, oh, I'm going to endorse the Iowa Clinic. No, this is real. I've gone to the Iowa Clinic now for, well, basically since I moved up here. So we're pushing a decade now. Dr. Nicholson in Ankeny is my go-to guy, but I've also had other stuff, you know, specialists I have to go to, all that stuff, and you know why I need to go see the specialist, because I'm a man, and I go to the doctor, because I want to be there for my two little girls, I want to be able to walk them down the aisle, I want to be there to hold their babies and be a grandpa someday, be a man, go to the doctor, iowaclinic.com, tell them that Chris Williams and Cyclone Fanatic sent you their way. This pony needs a new home. Wild Rose Casino and Resort Jefferson has an exclusive drawing for our VIPs. Earn entries now for your shot at a new Ford Mustang Fastback. But this ride can only go home with select Club Wild members. Check your status today when you play at Wild Rose Casino and Resort Jefferson. You'd rather be here. Must be 21 or older. If you or someone you know needs gambling treatment, call 1-800-BEDS-OFF. Welcome back to the Cyclone Fanatic Radio Show powered by Mechdyne here on the Morning Sports Station 1460 KXNO and 106.3. FM Jared Stansbury, along with Cyclone Fanatic senior writer Rob Gray, here on tonight's program. We just got done talking a little bit of Iowa State men's basketball ahead of their game against Oklahoma on Saturday. Now we'll flip the page over to the Iowa State women who got a win last night, sixty-two to sixty, over Kansas down in uh, down in Lawrence. Man, it, I so I didn't get an opportunity to watch the game, uh, but. Rob, it just—it seems like these these girls—they just when they play the good teams, they're right there with them in every time, every game. Then they play some of these these you know lower level teams in the Big Twelve, and they're right. And then the, those teams hang around with them. I mean, I I can't quite get a read on what this group uh, is at this point in the season. Yeah, they're um, they're they're like they're like the team that tests your um you know, your heart rate there, 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 I, it's, I, yeah, I mean, first of all, Oklahoma, it's a, it's a head scratcher why Oklahoma matches up so well with them. They barely got the win with them and then, then dropped one to, to the Sooners. And, and this game was, yeah, I mean, a lot closer than you would think. I mean, Kansas down there at the bottom of the conference. I, I just think that when when the Cyclones struggle against some of these lower tier teams, 
it's when those teams are really hitting really well. And maybe the Cyclones are turning it over a little bit more than usual, generally speaking. I think Kansas just got on some rolls in, in this game. And I guess every team in this league has some players that can certainly fill it up if, 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 if they're feeling it. And that's what happened. I mean, the good thing is outside of that Oklahoma loss, the the, the, the women generally find a way to win these games, you know, uh, you know, it, so it, as they did um, against the Jayhawks here, but yeah, it is a bit of a head scratcher. You watch them, you watch them beat Baylor. You watch them have a really good chance to beat Baylor. Just, just fall a little bit short. I mean, Texas, I guess they competed, but Texas beat them by double digits. I think both. I'm trying to remember what I saw on the, on the feed there, but I mean, you know, Chris and Scott did some good things. I mean, we're seeing Lexi Donarski, you know, fill it up. I mean, I think this team has a chance to, to go and do some things deep in the NCAA tournament. But like you said, it's also a team that looks like, man, unless they can really clamp down on the defensive end for 40 minutes, uh, you know, one of those mid-major teams could come and come and bite them, you know, like has happened in the past. So we'll see. I mean, I think they're still sitting pretty good and I think they've got a ton of talent. I think as we've talked about before, the, 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 the amount of freshmen they're, um, that has an impact, but uh, they're having a good impact now. And I think uh, the fact that they were able to pull that game out uh, it says nothing about good things for the last uh, few game, regular season games down the stretch. Absolutely. Um, I do want to correct myself. The final score was 84 to 82. I don't know what I was thinking was 62 to 60. That must have been a okay. huge guy. Sorry, <laughs> something like that. That would have been a low-scoring game for, for this team. But the, uh, it yeah. is worth noting, the Cyclones have gotten to 10 conference wins for the third straight season for the 12th time. Uh, since since Bill Finley took over. Um, and during the game, Ashley Jones became the 11th player in Iowa State history to surpass 1,500 career points. Yep. Yep. Um, man, I mean, I, I saw someone on our forums post a thing kind of projecting out what her numbers will be for the rest of her career if she were to maintain her current pace. I mean, it's going to be hard for anyone to argue that that Ashley Jones is not probably one of the top five players to ever play at Iowa state by the time this is all said and done. I mean, she is just, she's a special, special talent. And it's crazy to think that, you know, you come off of Bridget Carlton, who was a, a special talent in her own right. And then you get a player who, you know, arguably might even be better uh, as crazy as that is to think at this point. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's uh, that is incredible, especially when you think about some of those great teams, you know, your elite eight teams. I mean, you go back into the, the late eighties with the Stacy freezes, the Angie Wellies, uh, you know, the, the, so many, so many great players, but I guess it was a different, I mean, they all did their thing and what you get with what you've gotten with Bridget and Ashley are players who can do it all. And you know, figuring out the pieces, how they work around them. That's been kind of the deal. I mean, they've had, mm. <clears throat> you know, they've had a lot of great players. women's uh, program that was out there and she like Bridget, I mean, if you need a great pass, they're going to have a great pass. If you need a big rebound, they're going to have a big rebound. If you need a big defensive stop. They're going to find a way. Um, and if you need that big three, man, there's nobody you, you want shooting it rather than, you know, than Ashley Jones at this point. Um, and it's, uh, you know, testament to, to, you know, really good recruiting by, by, by Bill and his staff. Get more 
success than, than Bridget was able to enjoy. I mean, get a few wins in the NCAA tournament, get the program back to being in that sweet, you know, it, maybe even a late eight conversation. I mean, might be too early with the, the freshmen adjusting this season and, and showing a lot of promise, but still they're freshmen. But I think they've got the talent to be back in, in those conversations of being, uh, you know, elite eight and knocking on the door of final fours. And, and hopefully that happens sooner rather than later, but it is wild to think about how good she is. You know, you got to always appreciate it, savor it when you've got a player of that caliber and, and hopefully fans are, are doing that, uh, you know, the limited number who are able to be in Hilton uh, the past season, obviously. Yeah. I would say women will continue their run through the, the big 12, this big 12 uh, home stretch here on Saturday at 1 PM when they take on Oklahoma state down in Stillwater, that game will be on ESPN plus. So you can watch that and you'll get a couple hours until uh, the Iowa state men tip off from Hilton Coliseum at 5 PM on uh, Saturday afternoon. All right, let's turn the page again here on the cyclone fanatic radio show powered by Mechdyne on Des Moines sports station, 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. Something I would be interested in, in your perspective on Robin and Chris talked about this a little bit on his show with Ross on Wednesday. Uh, the Iowa State football program put out a, a graphic, uh, a wallpaper for people's phones uh, Wednesday morning showing the, the gold helmets that say Cyclones across the side. And Chris went on a, a whole rant about how he doesn't want to see throwback uniforms from the Jim Walden era uh, at, at Iowa State, doesn't want to see them wear those uh, anytime soon. And that's kind of been the you know, prevailing thought coming out of that is that they're hinting it's something that could be coming in 2021. What do you think of that, Rob Gray? Should we give a, should we throw it back to the Blaze Bryant days and, and put Cyclones on the side of the helmet with the, with the gold domes? You're damn right. Yes, do it. Hey, this takes me back to my youth. I mean, Chris is acting rather curmudgeonly about this, I think. Uh, um, yes, that the Cyclones uh, struggled mightily, but this is part of the whole deal right uh you know the laughing stock stuff gets brought up why, and why not iowa state why not iowa state but what better way to obliterate the past the limiting past the self-limiting past than then at least a game trotting out jerseys and, and helmets and uniforms reminiscent of teams that went 0 10 and 1 1 10 1 and 10 2 and 9 0 and 11 I mean, I, I think, A, first of all, they're cool. And I really like the throwback thing and, and, and the, uh, the wallpaper with the balloon for the desktop and all that. And I think, again, it's, it's, it's a way to look at the past and not say, oh, my gosh, was that bad, but find a way to make it good. And I, I don't know. I, we might all be reading too much into this, <laughs> but I think it would be genius if it were a way to just be like, Let's take something that's associated with laughingstock Iowa State and make it cool on part of top it being worn by top ten Iowa State. I don't know. Am I am I being uh, am I being too uh, charitable here, or uh, you know what what what's your thought on it? No, I'm absolutely on your side, man. I think they just look good. Like that's where yeah. I come. That's where I land on it. And I I don't know. Yeah, I mean you didn't win many football games in them, but like who cares? They look cool. You know. Yeah. Like that's where I land and it. It's one of those things where it's like the kids who are, you know, the kids who that are, are getting recruited, the ones that this in theory is supposed to be appealing to and stuff like that. Like you and I both know how that works. Um, yeah. The, 
they don't know what happened with blaze bryant in 1989 you know yeah. like in, in the the thing i will say i felt like if they were going to wear those why or if they are going to i guess we have no idea if they are but you know cyclone equipment tweeted out something where they quoted the tweet and they had the eye emoji and all that stuff like it there's a lot of smoke here that they're going to be doing something man i i guess i, I would have thought they would do it maybe as like an anniversary to something there wasn't much to uh you know to to commemorate from the 1991 season but then there was the win over nebraska in 1992 that uh you know <laughs> would be the 30 year anniversary next year so like I thought maybe that could be something you know that you could do, but I don't know, man. Like I, like I said, I just think they look cool. I think it'd just be something, and I don't even think you have to do it as a one-off. Like if you get those helmets, like they can be something that you can add into your repertoire. You know, they probably wouldn't be the same, you know, colors necessarily, like exactly that they were before, just because Iowa State's color wheel has changed a little bit. But um, I think you could just like work that into the into the mix and it could just be a, another cool piece of your you know your uniform game like now not that like the what they've gotten has gotten stale but it's been a couple of years you know yeah. like it, next year it will have been three seasons since they they um first got the black uniforms well i guess that'll be the fourth season since they first got the black uniforms so it's like just keep adding to what you've got you know and then you can do what they've they've done where they mix and match and things like that and you can just keep you know pulling back to uh, get all kinds of different combinations and keep your look fresh, I guess. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, it's so, I mean, fun that they're actually, there's thought that goes into it, you know? Um, and I think, yeah, they have, they've, 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 they've done everything they can with what they've got. And I know some people are really, really, oh man, black, that's out of school color. And then it's like, well, it was originally in 18, you know, what I, Stop, people. This is, as you said, stands all about recruits and recruits like to feel like they got swag. And, and, when, and you got swag when you got different uniforms. I mean, you see it with Oregon, we've seen it with Baylor, we've seen it with almost every program now. And Iowa State has joined that game, and every little bit helps. And I think I look, I've always been a fan of going all black. And we know how Coach Campbell, I mean, even before they even have the all blacks, he he found a way to commission his own, like I would say, black polo with the with the school colors on the logo there. Um, so, uh, you know, symbolic. Yeah, I guess it, it could be in, in in some ways. You know, who cares whether they were great that year? I just think you know, think about all the throwbacks and TV shows and and, and or that are there to, to the late '80s and early '90s. I. I, I like you said, I mean, if it looks cool, it's appealing. Stupid dogs are barking, um, but I love them. Um, if it appeals to recruits, all the better. I mean, find another throwback. Find a way to, to, to you know, even throw up some '60s helmets, you know, here and there. But everything looks substance matters the most, of course. But style is very important, and and uh, they're clearly uh, they're clearly got their finger on the pulse of that uh, in terms of recruits and uh yeah I, i'd love to see him where you know maybe just demon eye game who knows but uh it would be really cool to see him uh putting on the those uh those throwbacks for sure man what do you think the reaction would be if for the september 11th game against uh iowa <laughs> they they came out and wore replica throwback uniforms to the earl bruce days 
the last time that there was a lapse in the series and had beat Iowa across the chest, what would the reaction be? Wow. That would be, uh, well, we know what the reaction would be from the Eastern side of the state, right? I mean, we know, we know how that would be derision and, uh, you know, mocking laughter probably, and, you know, regardless of the result, probably. But uh, I think, man, that would, that would fire people up. Um, <laughs> that would be something to see that, to see that out there. Uh, it would be cool to see some nod to that fact that, yeah, this, this series was interrupted, not for, of course, many years, but just because of COVID-19, obviously, and what was going on with the Big Ten scheduling at that time. But uh, yeah, that would be, that would be, uh, that'd be fun to see. I don't know about you, but this is a tangent here outside of our uniforms. But this seems like the year where Iowa State maybe really gets over the top in this series. I mean, I don't know if we want to go down that road, but no, uh, we absolutely can. Yeah, let's do it. it it's it, it's like the last thing that hasn't been checked, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they've had they've looked they've gotten crushed. I think getting crushed in a couple times against Iowa were were important to the program's development and revival, to be honest. Um, I remember the one where, you know, reportedly, I mean, Campbell really, really went off after getting just absolutely stomped in Iowa City on his team and really basically asked the guys who they wanted to be and who wanted to be a part of that, which was utter embarrassment, and who wanted to be part of something that was going to build and and just wasn't going to settle for that. I mean, if had some great close losses in, in, in – in the series, we've had ignominious losses where uh, you get a shot late in the game and, and you you have the fumble because the blocker comes down and and uh, we remember you don't have to remind us we <laughs> into your return man and, and and you got the games where you just can't sustain drives but your defense is good. It just feels like with the talent they're bringing back, uh, you know, unless something changes, which can. Um, look, Iowa's got talent too, and I mean, kudos to coach Ferentz there and what he's been able to build but it just feels like Iowa State's built to the point where it would be kind of time for them to go and get this win against Iowa and really make the series competitive again um you know back and forth or maybe go on a little win streak like they did when coach McCartney finally broke the long losing streak uh back in the day I don't know it, it's just it's just fun to talk about this in in the context also of possibly having at least more full stadium, you know, more people in the stadiums instead of just, uh, you know, a fraction of what can be in there. It's, it's, uh, it, it's, it's firing me up. You got the uniforms that, that fired me up, taking me back to my, my younger days, thinking about the Cyclones. And now, now I'm, now I'm thinking about, you know, the Cyhawk game, who knows, maybe there's game day. It's, it's exciting, man. Now while I look at the two feet of snow, that are still on the ground outside. Right. Uh, but no, I do think that the, that's like the one thing that if you made a list of, of, you know, quote unquote goals or uh, benchmarks for Matt Campbell to clear when he got to Iowa state, like he's already cleared ones that I don't think we would have even found to be conceivable, such as, yep. you know, playing for a big 12 title, winning a Fiesta bowl, shoot, beating Oklahoma, like period. Yeah. Just beating <laughs> Oklahoma at all. Like that would have been one that would have been, uh hard to hard to fathom at that time this is the only one that I think has not been crossed off you know Mm -hmm. now obviously the program's goals are much bigger like you've got 
now you want to win a conference championship. Like this is a team that looks at itself and is like, man, we could compete to be right there in the top and be, you know, potentially make a run and go to the college football playoff, which how crazy is that? Like that's crazy yep. in itself uh, <laughs> that, you know, that's even an idea that's like realistic. Um, but this is the only thing that they haven't done. They haven't beaten Iowa. And uh, that's going to continue to hang over them, you know, right, wrong or indifferent. It's just, it, that's how it works you know when you got yep. a big rival like that and it's as heated as what this rivalry is i mean shoot look at you can flip it over to basketball again that will be one of the things that i think people remember of the steve Promera. you know is an inability to beat iowa even when they had good teams they couldn't beat iowa that outside yeah. of in uh in the year with george and yang where you erase a 20 point deficit in the second half and come back to win that one and then when iowa had a bunch of freshmen uh you know named Jordan Bohannon and Luca Garza and all those guys and Linda Wigginton beat him and yeah. Cam Lord beat him and it Hilton cost him. But like, that's the one thing Matt Campbell hasn't done is he hasn't beaten Iowa. And um, I think they're going to have a really good opportunity to be able to do it. I mean, I, I'm so excited for this football season, dude. The guys, I think that there's just so many opportunities for, for it just to be really fun, you know, and this past year was obviously really fun as well, but it just feels like it, it could be like a party you know, because I think that there's going to be a lot of people who will have that pent up, uh, you know, ready to just explode that pent up energy from most of them not being able to be in the building last year. And now like, we're going to be celebrating that and celebrating what could be another special special season in addition to it. Yeah, I, there's no question. And again, I don't know, especially given the given the way the vaccine rollouts been happening in Iowa, um, how everything's going to turn out. But I think it's very safe to say by the time you get to the fall, you're going to have more people um, allowed, but significantly more people. I mean, is it the full amount? I don't know. But like you said, I mean, just the fact that people being able to hang out. I mean, I don't know if anything's ever going to be the same, especially for years, given given how devastating this has been to so many people, the COVID-19 deal. But, but it's going to be there's going to be just more of that interaction. There's going to be more of that, you know, tailgating the smells, the, you know, who knows, but it, it's, it's just, like you said, it feels so good to think about that. I mean, that would be true with this were a season of uncertainty, even where it's like, Oh, can I was thinking to a bowl game again this year, but yeah, they're right there on the cusp and uh, they were on the cusp last year. That was fun. Most people couldn't commiserate, get together. More people will be able to do that. And I think that's the most exciting thing about it. And then you throw in the hype of, oh, where you got this throwback, this, you got, the, okay, can you finally be, you know, you got all these things coalescing to, 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 I think, look, I'm looking forward to the spring like crazy, like all of us are, given what's been, what it's been like in this frigid last couple of weeks, but uh, looking forward to, to the summer as well but yeah fall football and uh what this team can possibly do and all the things surrounding it is I, i'm right there with you brother it's going to be uh really exciting 
Absolutely. All right, we'll wrap things up and take you up to the top of the hour when we come back here on the Cyclone Fanatic Radio Show on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. Hey, y'all, Brent Bloom here. Let me tell you about my friends at Nebraska Furniture Martin Clive. They have a giant new store that they opened up about a year and a half ago. They're in West Clive, right near the Waukee border, my old stomping grounds, and they can help you out with any of your needs. In fact, with a larger warehouse now, a larger selection, they have many items right there at the store. In fact, my mom just needed some new appliances recently it was an easy call to make told her to call tim mullen and the guys and gals over at nebraska furniture mart in clive and always ask for the price match they'll help you out there's something competing out there check out our cyclone fanatic friends at nebraska furniture mart in clive look no further for your next vehicle than the number one dealer for all brands carl chevrolet all month long save as much as up to 21 percent off on a variety of new chevrolets or qualified buyers can receive 0% for 84 months on select new 2020 Chevrolet models when financed through GM Financial. And don't forget about the great zero-down sign-and-drive lease offers on select new Chevys. Find new roads and experience why more Iowans choose to drive a Chevy from Carl Chevrolet or find details and pricing online at carlchevrolet.com. Plus, follow us on Facebook to keep up with all the great things we have going on this month. Proven to be worth the trip from anywhere for over 40 years. Carl Chevrolet, I-35, exit 90, in Ankeny, at The Rock. Your dealer for life, Carl Chevrolet. Hey guys, it's Chris Williams. I take a lot of pride in how my lawn looks. I have, I grew up in a family where my dad owned a lawn care service. I, it's just in my blood. That's why I trust my friends at A-plus Lawn and Landscape each and every year. I've been a customer of theirs for probably eight to nine years, something like that. I let them handle the chemicals. And I also know how important fall aeration with overseeding can be for your lawn. AplusLawn.com. You can call them at 515-368-8603. Let them do the hard stuff. You can still mow, do all that fun stuff. Of course, they'll do it for you if you want. But I let them do the difficult stuff. AplusLawn.com. Tell them that Chris Williams and Cyclone Fanatic sent you. Got to get that aeration done, guys. Time's running out. This year has brought challenges unlike any other. Challenges impacting every one of us in some way. But if there's one thing we can count on, it's that Cyclones come together in time of need. Through the Forever True for Iowa State campaign, a historic initiative by the Iowa State University Foundation to raise donations that will benefit every aspect of the university, Cyclones everywhere are helping to reach the unprecedented $1.5 billion goal. More than 89,000 donors have given to the campaign thus far, including over 30,000 first-time donors. These gifts total more than $1.35 billion. The campaign, now in its final year, has achieved an amazing amount of success thanks to gifts of every size, and the impact is seen across campus. During these challenging circumstances, the generosity of Iowa State donors is what keeps the heart of campus beating. Learn more at forevertrueisu.com. Cyclone Fanatics, the job world is a competitive place, and at all times you need to dress for success. This is exactly why you should stop into Mr. B Clothing down at 1995 Northwest 86th Street in Clive and see my buddy Tim Sitzman. Now, Mr. B Clothing is a longtime supporter of CycloneFanatic.com, but is also unmatched when it comes to the men's clothing game in Des Moines. The Mr. B staff is friendly, fun, they're very knowledgeable, and trust me, these guys will get you looking good for that next job interview, wedding, or just your everyday wardrobe. When you stop into Mr. B Clothing, be sure to tell them thank you for supporting CycloneFanatic.com. 
This pony needs a new home. Wild Rose Casino and Resort Jefferson has an exclusive drawing for our VIPs. Earn entries now for your shot at a new Ford Mustang Fastback. But this ride can only go home with select Club Wild members. Check your status today when you play at Wild Rose Casino and Resort Jefferson. You'd rather be here. Must be 21 or older. If you or someone you know needs gambling treatment, call 1-800-BEDS-OFF. Hey, Cyclone fans, it's Chris Williams. You've heard our friends from the Iowa pork producers. They've been coming on here for the last couple of years. I've been telling you guys about them. I've had the great opportunity to meet so many of our state's great pork producers over the last couple of years, and I've learned so much. One thing specifically, I didn't really know this before. I guess I probably should have, but these pigs are raised in environmentally controlled barns. That helps farmers care for the pigs. They protect the pigs from extreme temperatures, predators, you know, all that stuff. It is so high-tech, some of the stuff that our great pork producers are doing, and they're doing it all to feed our world. And, and, don't forget about this, so you can have some of that delicious Iowa pork at your tailgates coming up this fall. From everyone at Cyclone Fanatic, I'm Chris Williams saying thank you to our state's great pork producers. The Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network is now fueled by the Mississippi River Distilling Company. It is located in Leclerc, Iowa and owned by Cyclones. In fact, one of them even used to be Cy. People ask us all the time, how can they help out at Cyclone Fanatic? Well, here's a way. You can pick up a delicious bottle of Cody Road bourbon or the very popular Iowish cream liqueur. Cyclone Fanatic is proud to be fueled by Cody Road. So cheers to our friends at the Mississippi River Distilling Company. And go Cyclones. Welcome back to the Cyclone Fanatic Radio Show powered by Mechdyne here on Des Moines Sports Station 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. About eight minutes till the top of the hour here on uh, on KXNO. I'm Jared Stansbury, joined on the program by Rob Gray. Uh, Robin, we talked, we, you know, we talked about the uniforms a little bit here just uh, during that last segment and then talking, you know, it took us into to Iowa State football, but um Man, something that I think is going to be really exciting here over the next couple months is just to watch the continued um, changes outside of Jack Trice Stadium. Obviously, the Sports Performance Center set to open here. Shoot, man, probably in the next, I don't know, month and a half or so, I would think, uh, based on what their their original timeline was for that and from you know what they've they've put out. Uh, and that and that obviously already looks really good. They've they've completed tearing down the Olsen building. And you know, Jamie Pollard tweeted out the the renderings the other day of what that area is going to look like. And and that's where I feel like when, when everybody is back together and everything like that, like I, I'm just imagining walking up to the stadium for the first time after those changes are made, you see that brand new building, you see what Jack, Tri- Jack Trice stadium looks like from the inside. Once the hillsides are elevated and you know, all that stuff is, is completed. Um, and that's where, you know, even if you wear those uniforms and stuff like that, and it's like hearkening back to the Jim Walden days, like you look or you can, you can look at the the Cyclones wearing those uniforms on the field and look around you. And it's like, man, we're nowhere near where we were then, <laughs> you know, like this thing is just, has changed so much. This That stadium has changed so much, even since I started covering the program in 2013, yep. it's hard to not look around. Like I remember yeah. last time I was going up to Hilton Coliseum, I looked and I was like, man, this, it just looks so much more big time. It just looks so much more legit. And that's another thing that I think is going to be really cool is like, not only has the program grown on the field, but it's just grown so much off the field as well. 
Yeah, there's no question. I mean, and you, and you can go back to when you come in the team. I mean, I can go back even further. I could, I could tell a story about how, when I was, uh, when I was a teenager, I hopped in the family station wagon because I think we were close against Oklahoma or Nebraska. It was one of those games. And I, I knew if I got there for the fourth quarter, I could just walk right in. So I, uh, I did that and they lost, but, uh, you know, completely different atmosphere, completely different environment, you know, from being able to just walk right into a stadium because, yeah, you know, everyone that was going to pay was going to pay. And I mean, look, a lot of credit, obviously to Jamie Pollard because of the way he's been able to fundraise and have a vision across multiple coaching regimes. Obviously a lot of credit to Matt Campbell taking the program to heights. It's never been a lot of credit to Paul Rhodes too, because he got that consistently large crowd there. It led to expansion. It led to them being able to really successfully pitch, but uh, you know, doing the South uh, end zone souk up deal and, uh, you know, just a lot of people who I think we all like that have had it, had their hands in, um, in, in making this possible, but a night and day experience. I mean, you go to that, remember game day finally comes and, and that didn't feel, I mean, yes, it was special, but game day had become so big at Iowa state because of what Campbell and the program were doing that it didn't feel, it, it didn't feel out of place. Right. I mean, it did for us in, in terms of covering it and interviewing people, but it felt like it felt right, you know, and that's, uh, that's where we are with the sports performance center. That's where we're at with, you know, what's going to happen with the, the, the walkway and the links across the, across the road and, and all that. And it's, it's just really exciting to see something I never thought I would see. And that's again, a testament really to Campbell and, and, and Pollard working together to say, why not Iowa state? And here we are, not only with facilities, but with amenities and and and, and results on the field and, and everything uh, being top of the line. And uh, yeah, it, it's definitely definitely a sight to see, with many more sights to see as we go into the fall and, and beyond. Absolutely. Um, all right. To wrap this up, I I wanted I want to note that I think the unfortunate thing about the fact that they're going to get this new the sports performance center open and everything, and they're going to have all this stuff done. The NCAA announced yesterday that they're extending the uh, the football, or I think all recruiting, mostly football recruiting dead period uh, to May 31st, I meaning kids won't be able to take visits at least until May 31st. Man, I, I feel bad for these kids that are in the, the 2022 recruiting class. Uh, yeah. I, 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 I'm nervous for, I mean, you can obviously do evaluations off of huddle film and like all that kind of stuff and just watching people on tape, but like, I, I don't know what's going to happen with this cycle because you're going to be have, having kids committing that have never visited somewhere. And obviously that happened a little bit in this last class, but like there's only so much you can see on zoom or see on the internet, you know, you need to get somewhere. You need to feel the vibes. We need to get these kids from Florida. You know, they got to come up here and experience what it's like when it's negative 35 degrees, uh, wind chill in, in Ames, Iowa, like it was yeah. earlier this week. Um, and so like, I'm, I just don't know what's going to happen with this recruiting period for anybody. I mean, obviously we're, I'm thinking specifically about Iowa state, but it's unfortunate you're going to open this building and no, none of the kids that it's meant for can really even come and see it. Yeah. I mean, that is unfortunate. Again, it's, 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 uh, I'm sure what coach Campbell would say is, you know, it's got to control what you can control. And that's obviously completely outside of their control. Um, it's worth lamenting of course, but, uh, as you said, everybody's in the, in the same boat and, um, 
you know, I trust their evaluative, their evaluation process. Uh, it's a, a extremely a, a, a ton, but um, yeah, you're right. There's nothing like that full in-person experience. And uh, yeah, you, you just hope that it works out for everybody, not just at Iowa state, but uh, you know, just it's part of the deal, man. I mean, heck we're doing this thing over zoom and, I'm looking forward to us just uh, sitting at the mic together and uh, and doing doing our usual thing, right? I know, man. It's uh, I'm looking forward to it too, dude. We gotta we gotta get it back. Um, hopefully, you know, here before too long. Hopefully, we're you know maybe seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. But I've thought that before, and you <laughs> know how that has gone. But uh, all right, last thing that I'm going to ask you here before, uh, before we wrap this thing up, obviously the Cyclones got two basketball games on Saturday, but you know what else is this weekend, right, Rob? Um, all-star college football is back. My boy, we, we got <laughs> the start of the, we got the start of the Panthers season on the Sunday. Panthers. Zach Nolan's going to make his first career start, right. or the first start of his North Dakota state career. Uh, Indeed. When he uh, when they play up in up in Fargo, man, are you gonna be locked into the the FCS spring season? You're darn right. I mean, I, what I, I kind of I sort of feel for those guys, given they're gonna turn right around and do fall. But I think they've had time to plan for this, and it's great. But yeah, the Panthers have a lot of uh, a lot of things to to show out. It's great to see Zeb, man. I I miss his fishing stories and hunting stories. I mean, you should read the they, story on, on the athletic today about him. He, they did a really good story where he talked about how he spent the whole fall pheasant hunting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's almost as good as our, our guy, uh, our guy Levi with some of the stories he had about uh, fishing and hunting, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's great to have uh, FCS. I always enjoy following FCS football because I covered you and I for years, but uh, it's going to be especially nice this spring. And hopefully as it comes, it starts reminding us, Hey, the warm weather's right around the corner too. And, and uh, yeah, I'm definitely, definitely locked in. What I'm not locked into is my Celtics as your Sixers continue to lead the East. I thought you can ask about that. Oh no, no. Uh, I don't need to rub that in your face anymore. We already know who the beasts of the East are this year. <laughs> uh, but man, I, I already know that Saturday afternoon, you're going to be locked in on, uh, on the radio to, uh, to the voice of the Panthers, Gary Rima in the Panthers radio network, uh, ready to, to take, who do they play South Dakota state, I think to open their season. So big I believe they do. I believe they do. You know, South Dakota state perennial power like the Panthers. Uh, it'll be, uh, it'll be, hopefully there'll be a lot of moments of, Oh baby. I love this team. <laughs> oh man. We love Gary Rima here. He's uh, one of the great characters uh, in this business and uh, someone that uh, hopefully he'll have plenty of things to be excited about this spring. All right, Rob, thanks for, uh, thanks for joining me here tonight and um, we'll catch up with you again uh, down the road. All right, pal. Yep. My pleasure. We'll see you soon. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in to another edition of the Cyclone Fanatic Radio Show. We'll be back same time, same place next week here on the Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM.